People want to play the blame game with the Penguins. And make no mistake, a lot of people involved with the Penguins at a lot of levels are coming up way short. But don't ignore the fatigue factor. Don't ignore that the Stanley Cup is the hardest championship to win. Don't ignore what a tough grind it really is. Don't ignore that the cap makes it impossible to keep a roster intact. And you never replace like with like. Not quite, not ever. I'm sure some of you think, Ah, he's making excuses. Shut up, fat ass. Don't make excuses. But let's look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. 2015, they lost in the Stanley Cup Final. 2016, they lost in the Conference Final. Right now, they have the best record in hockey. But in 2017, the Lightning missed the playoffs. Missed the playoffs. Look at Chicago. Since 2010, they have three Stanley Cups and two Conference Finals. But they've also lost in the first round three times and are currently last in their division. Look at the LA Kings. Stanley Cups in 12 and 14, Conference Final in 13. But in the last three years, they missed the playoffs twice and lost in the first round once. Right now, though, they're second in their division. My point is hockey is a grind, a friggin' grind. Toss in the cap, and it's a tough sport in which to sustain excellence. It's just not happening to the Penguins. It's happened very recently to a lot of very good teams. Double M on the X. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Sick Again brought to you by 84 Lumber. Helping you build the right way since 1956. What, did everything get a penalty now? Oh, corner kick. That's better than a penalty. Although we're awful against corner kicks. Uh, I need calls to make this show easy. I need an easy show. Why do I have to work so hard all the time? I need to uh, to work less and work less hard. Help me out by dialing 412-333-9939. Uh, to me, the big story of the day is Cam Hayward getting first-team All-Pro after being snubbed for the Pro Bowl. That's just unbelievable. How about that? I mean, it really does discredit the Pro Bowl voters. But it really also is not a feather in the cap of Cam Hayward uh, to get elected first-team All-Pro interior lineman. Also making All-Pro for the Steelers. A-B first team, only unanimous pick. Uh, David DeCastro at guard, and then Lev Bell second team, all pro. Congratulations to all involved, but especially Cam Hayward, who uh, who should be getting more credit, should have got it long ago. But uh, first team all pro, that's pretty friggin' good. Okay, now I'm going to search through my notes to see what I have left to talk about. Because it's been just a, well, a distracting day. I didn't fall and break my hip on the sidewalk outside Tequila Cowboy, but Liverpool does lead Everton 1-0 in the Merseyside Derby in the 51st minute. A nerve-wracking affair at Anfield. Uh, last night was 70s night at the Pens game. The music was good. ABBA, Blue Oyster Cult, Boston. Kiss, Montrose, even snuck a little bit of UFO in. 
Actually, that's the usual music on game night. Might as well be the DVE playlist. This is Pittsburgh. Heck, throw out ABBA, and that literally is the DVE playlist. Uh, on the Jumbotron, they had a clip from Saturday Night Fever. A Winkies ad reminding us that there was no Winkies in Wilmerding. A clip from the Jeffersons. Uh, and the Jeffersons were such an inspiration to black America. Uh, Potash slapped on sideburns and dressed like he thought was style in the 70s. But he just looked like a jackass, and I say that with all due respect. Uh, the Pens did a nice video splicing highlights from the 70s and now. Uh, so we got to see Jim Rutherford make a lot of saves. When we uh, looked at fans on the Jumbotron, people who tried to dress up like the 70s, it looked like 70s meant IQ range. Uh, Pittsburgh basically dresses the same now as then, 40 years later. As usual, people acted like getting your kid on the Jumbotron gets him or her a college scholarship or a starring role in a sitcom. Uh, here's a fashion tip for Pittsburgh. When you're inside, take off the ski cap, especially if you're thin, if you're built like a scarecrow. You look like a meth head wearing a ski cap indoors, like Skinny Pete from Breaking Bad. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, one thing I haven't brought up probably enough is Sports Illustrated had what was supposed to be this big expose on the Patriots. Is this right? Lev Bell made the first team? I think he made second team. We'll look that up and, and confirm. But uh, ESPN.com ran what was supposed to be this big expose on the Patriots about a power struggle. And I guess Kraft, Brady, and Belichick all want the most credit for the dynasty. The only thing I saw in the story that was any controversy at all was the implication with nobody going on the record. Oh, man, Joe Gomez just missed a sitter in front, a header. Oh, for the love of God. That's the kind of miss that comes back and haunts you. Let's see this again. Yep, should have done better. Uh, anyway, the only thing in that story that was relatively uh, interesting from my viewpoint is it was implied. Nobody went on the record, but it was implied that Brady got Garoppolo traded because he didn't want to look over his shoulder because he thought Belichick was trying to phase him out and Brady won the battle over Belichick when it came to Garoppolo. I, I mean, I look at what's happened with the Steelers this year in terms of distraction and controversy. Wow, no contest. Pittsburgh wins and still went 13-3. Same as New England. Let's go to uh, Tyler in Latrobe. Tyler. You're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. What's up? Hi, Tyler. Hey, Mark. I just got a question for you. Uh, assuming the Steelers and the Patriots both make the AFC championship game, would you rather them play in Foxborough, considering Tom Brady has owned the Steelers in Pittsburgh? I'd rather that they play the Kansas City Chiefs at Heinz Field. I mean, I'm sure you're some kind of Patriots fan who wants to, like, you know, pop one by by thinking, oh boy, I went on Pittsburgh radio and said that Tom Brady owns the Steelers. I've never denied that. Tom Brady and the Patriots have beaten 
seven shades of Shinola out of the Steelers. I mean, what do you want me to say? I'm, I'm a Pittsburgh fan, and that's why I'm asking you, because I've heard you say that multiple times. I don't want to play the Patriots. I'm, well, you know what? I, I take that back. I want the Steelers to play New England for the sake of the show. But I don't believe Pittsburgh can beat New England, no matter where it is, in a playoff game. I don't believe it. I'd like to see it. Maybe they're closer now than they had been. But, you know, some people say because they came close in this most recent game at Heinz Field that that gives them, you know, encouragement moving forward. I don't see how you could look at the way that game was lost by Pittsburgh against New England and, and derive any encouragement from that whatsoever. It was heartbreaking, not encouraging. Let's go to uh, Mark and Jeanette. Mark, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. I just want to say that, uh, like, honestly, I'm okay with the Pens having an off season. I'm not so great season. The last I'm not, I'm not seasons, thrilled about it, but, but yeah, oh. I can accept that you heard what I said earlier the hour about, you know, how Chicago, L.A., and Tampa have all been through very similar bad seasons in the middle of a great run. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like, thanks for pointing that out. But like, it's, the amount of grind that they put in over the past two seasons, that's a lot of hockey. I mean, it is a tremendous amount of hockey to play in. If they have an off season, I'm totally fine with it. You know, I just don't pay for for tickets to go down and see the games. Now, talk to a, a, a season ticket holder, and you might hear something different. But well, you know what? If you're paying specifically to see them win, and because they've done well these past, you know, how many years, then you're not much of a fan. You're a fair weather right. fan, and right. you know, all you pay for is to see the, the teams on the ticket that night. Yep. Yep. Well, Everton's going to tie this. The referees are not goodbye. I don't care. The referees are not calling anything. I mean, seriously, this is like prison rules soccer. One of their guys pushed one of our guys clear to the stands. Didn't even get a yellow card. Let's go to uh, Mark and Dormont. Mark, you're on with Mark. How you doing, Mark? Great. That's great. Uh, so, a little off topic. Um, I'm a Yankee fan, just to preface. Yeah, that's uh, that's I, great. I, I am a Pittsburgher, but I'm a Yankee fan. I'm fed up with the Pirates. I've had it with Nutting, Nutting's wallet, and all that. Um, but I just wanted to comment on, from a Yankee fan point of view, uh, discussions on acquiring Garrett Cole have kind of quieted off, and I was wondering where you were at with that. I, I think Nutting always wants too much in a trade, and it precludes him making trades, unless it turns out to be a not-not salary dump. I, I don't feel like the Pirates feel like they can make a not-not salary dump right now. I think... The PR from that would be devastating, don't you? I Yeah, I think it'd be horrible. I mean, McCutcheon, too. There's absolutely no discussion in Yankee land about getting McCutcheon. Yeah, we either. don't care about the Yankees. Goodbye. 412-333-9930. I think I was like trying to make it a Yankee talk show, trying to take it over. I mean, for God's sake. Anyway, what else do we got going today? Oh, we got Staggy next in studio. He can help bring it home here in the final half hour of the Merseyside Derby. Oh, shot from close in. Saved by their jag-off goalie. Staggy up next, 105.9. And I'm like the psychotic version of the hokey pokey. Mark, you are super genius. I know. The X at 105.9. Joining me now, he is a 40-year veteran of broadcasting, a well-received author. He is the king of old school, John Steigerwald. Stag, uh, did you read the ESPN article <laughs> on the Patriots or see some of the the review, the fallout from it. It was supposed to be groundbreaking and reveal all this turmoil happening in Foxborough. I thought it was kind of pedestrian. I didn't think it was that uh, startling or anything, but I think what would be interesting to do would be to take that story and 
exchanged the names uh, Brady and Roethlisberger, Kraft and Rooney, and Belichick and Tomlin, and see what, what what do you think would be going on in Pittsburgh today? I don't think anybody would be at uh, all. You don't think it would be a, 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 be talking about it a lot? No. I mean, what do you as the I mean, most startling not, revelation? Not, it might be a bad comparison because there's no there's no Garoppolo. Well, what did you think was the most startling revelation? I thought it was that, and this wasn't confirmed or sourced, mm-hmm. but implied that Brady ran Garoppolo out of time because he didn't want to look over his shoulder. That's the thing that stuck out with me. And and what's you asked what what I got from it? I got from it that uh, Tom Brady's a jag off. <laughs> And, well, then, and 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 so's Bill Belichick. But I'm not sure I different had the, kinds. I'm not sure I had the you know no, read that article. It, yeah. Oh, they're gonna tie it. Hold on, Staggy. Let's see what we do here. Yep, tie game. Tie game. God bless Gosh, America. Darn it. How about <laughs> how, how soccer wise am I that I could see that coming two yeah. days away? Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm it's happy. Like a about fast it. break. Well, in reference to that article, I think the Steelers have had way more distractions this year. The, the New England, as revealed in that article, the Steelers have endured so much chaos, it doesn't really seem like chaos. Well, it's, I, it's, everybody seems to be saying that, that they, it doesn't compare to what the Steelers have been through. It's a totally different kind of distraction. Um, this goes all the way up to the, to the owner uh, meddling and the coach and the owner having a, 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 at least an alleged feud going on, the quarterback and the coach not getting along, the, the quarterback, or the coach kicking out the quarterback's uh, personal trainer. That's a little different than Martavis Bryant smoking weed again or whatever it was he well, did. Well, yeah, but Martavis Bryant wanting to be traded and disparaging a teammate. I think that's no, right up there with but, anything in that article. Yeah, but Martavis Bryant is not Tom Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo or Bill Belichick. He, you know, he's a minor player. I, I just, I, I just think if, that, to me, it's a. I, I'd like to see how it's playing in New England. I just wonder how much of a big deal it is. Oh, in, in New England, the the media there is casting it as the Patriots against the world, and they're circling the wagons. Okay, so they'll say that we'll show you. You, you you're, you're ripping us again, and so we'll just show you how great we are, and we're going to win another Super Bowl, which they may do. I I think that one thing I got from it, and that's probably because of my own bias, but I my feeling is reinforced that Bill Belichick is not. Uh, ready to get on board? The Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback who ever lived, undisputed, well, not allowed to discuss it. I, I don't. I don't think he's ready to jump on the bandwagon that permits Tom Brady to call his own shots regarding yeah. playing forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think that the Patriots would be thirteen and three right now with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. And I think Bill Belichick. I can't prove that, but I but I think Bill Belichick probably agrees with that. And he does, he, he probably just based on what I've seen of Bill Belichick, he reminds me in some ways of Chuck Knoll. Uh, and that he just puts up with absolutely no BS, just none, zero. Will not doesn't want to hear about it. So I think when he he doesn't he doesn't want to hear about Tom Brady wanting to play till he's forty five. He wants to know what's going to happen this year, and he's got a quarterback who he thinks looks pretty good. He went, came in last year and put up tremendous numbers. They won the games he played, and he's twenty four years old, and he's got some forty year old guy who's bringing his trainer around. And but, but and, he but he did trade him. He did trade. I Bob know Bob. that's what I mean, and I think it it might have been out of spite. He might have been sick of hearing about it. Uh, switching gears, and I think, excuse me, I think it might. There might be some. There might be some truth to the theory that maybe Bill's ready to bail, so he didn't care. I'll trade him. I'll I'll, I'll see if I can see, coach I, somewhere I don't else. necessarily care about if Brady plays forever, if Belichick coaches forever, because everybody retires. If they don't, they die. Right. So I, I look at it as is horribly temporary. No matter how good uh, those involved might be. Uh, switching gears, Cam Hayward didn't make the Pro Bowl. But he made first team All Pro. How's that happen? I mean, I'm not. 
I'd rather celebrate Cam making first team All Pro because that's a bigger deal than Much the Pro bigger Bowl. Deal. But I don't, I don't know how that happens. It's good for him because he doesn't have to go to the Pro Bowl. I mean, that's that's a good point. Uh, you know, if you're going to win one or the other, give me the All Pro. Then again, he's never gone to go. It's still in Hawaii, I don't right? Know. Yeah, no, no, it's in Orlando. Yeah, screw that. Yeah, no way. You're gonna used to be those guys who get a trip to Hawaii with their family. They'd bring their friends with them. They'd have a nice week in Hawaii, and they didn't. Nobody cared about the game. Now you got to go to Orlando and play. What, I, what, I don't even know what they play. Do they do they play like the, the NHL All Star Game three I don't on know. three? They draft. I don't know. Who knows what they do? Who cares what they do? Better yet, <laughs> yeah. Uh, talk about the debate of rust versus rest. How much does the Steelers buy help, and how much does it hurt? Um, I, I think you got to see how the game turns out. I I. You know, it's funny because when when a player is healthy and they get two or three weeks off, which is what Ben Roethlisberger will have off three weeks without playing a game, uh, and uh, everybody says, "Well, he's going to be a little bit rusty coming off the injury." But for some reason, when he's when he's perfectly healthy, there's no consideration given to the possibility of rust for everybody. So if it's, there's either rust from not playing or there isn't, whether it's because of an injury or because you. You know, got lucky, not lucky, but you got rewarded for having won the, the, the sufficient number of games to get a bye. So I think it's a factor. How much of a factor, I don't know. Well, I'd rather be resting than, than, you know, than playing a game because you can't get hurt or eliminated uh, when you're not playing. No, I, I, there's no question you want the bye. But that, that, doesn't, that doesn't rule out the possibility that there are some downsides to it that you have to overcome, which you would prefer to overcome to having to you know win another game. It's obviously better to have the bye, but it does there's not it's not 100% positive. I think there's you got to overcome not having played for 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 3 weeks and not having played a game against anybody who was any good for a month. They played the Texans and the Browns. That's almost like playing nobody. We're talking to John Stagger while brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing Cot on a name you can trust. Uh Central Florida declared itself the national champion at 13 to 0 after beating Auburn in the Peach Bowl. Should I laugh or should I cry? Uh, I'm going to. Dec- I'm going to declare them my national champion just because I don't care about the other one any more than I care about them being national champion. Neither one of them is a national champion in my mind. Nobody who gets into a championship game because Condoleezza Rice or somebody else on a committee votes for him well, means anything to me. Especially Alabama. <clears throat> Nobody. I, I, I give no. I give Georgia credit. Cause, I give them all credit. For, no, no. Georgia won the the SEC. Right. Okay. So you got to give them credit. Conference champion. They're in. But, but yeah. Alabama. You know, got a do-over, right? And they might win based on a do-over, and I, I give no credit to and that. And the one thing I'll say about Central Florida is that you know people dismiss the idea of having conference championships because ah, those teams would never, those, the team from that conference isn't going to beat anybody anyway. Well, they just beat the team that the committee ranked seventh in the country. It beat them pretty handily too, by well, the way. Well, and the team that beat both teams that are in the five. That's what I mean. So why why are we able to? And Memphis is in that conference too, if I'm not mistaken. And they're they finished in the top twenty or somewhere in there. Why shouldn't they just have a tournament that includes the conference champions, including conferences well, yeah, like yeah, that? that? That's a different debate though, and one we have far too often. I'm just thinking when they declare themselves national champs, I kind of get it, and it's cute. Yeah. But they're not the national. No, champs. and they're not the national champs. But neither is whoever wins the tournament, for as far as I'm concerned. They're uh, mythical. The Penguins got killed by Carolina at home for nothing last night. Oh, I'm not sure where to begin, Stag. What the heck is wrong there? I don't know. Um, I tell you what. I I I said a month ago, maybe more. Um, where are we in January? It might have been in November. I, I said this team's hard to watch. I can't put it any other way. They're just 
they're excruciatingly boring to watch. And I have, I'm sitting at home. I'm not at the games and in the press box, uh, or or you know going in the locker room. But I, so I'm available. I'm I'm able to just not watch the game if I don't want to. And I'm finding myself wishing something else was on TV. It's it's excruciatingly boring. Uh, it's like that Malkin and Crosby aren't even on the team. They both were completely invisible last night. Uh, yeah, uh, that that's. What, what I mean, come There's on. There's a team to go from that good to this bad's amazing. But I, I will also say for Crosby and Malkin, especially Crosby, to just be so out of sync and not being able to find that gear, especially 5 on 5. Yeah. It, I mean, the whole team's doing nothing somebody, 5 on 5. Somebody tweeted a bunch of numbers uh, uh, for his shots on goal 5 on 5. They're ridiculous. He's, he's getting, he's averaging like two shots on goal, five on five, his last, I don't know how many games. It's, come on, he's Sidney Crosby. Shoot the puck. Try to score a goal. Yeah, uh, I'm not, I mean, it, it sounds that simple. I'm I know. not sure it is. I mean, given hockey's grind, isn't the bad year inevitable for teams that almost always have a long playoff? Because there's certainly evidence to suggest that with Tampa Bay, LA, yeah, I heard you run Chicago, down those other and teams. now Pittsburgh. And Chicago is, uh, uh, and 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 Jonathan Taves has been in a long slump all year. I think he he had a big game the other night for a change, or not a big game, but he uh, showed up a couple of nights ago. But I heard them talking before the game about what a slump he'd been in, and he hasn't just been playing like yes, just hasn't been playing like Jonathan Taves. But um, Crosby and Malkin are supposed to be the guys that that when these things like um, uh, the 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 grind get a team down. They're super duper stars, two of the best players in the world. They're the type. You're of... right, but I can't blame them. No, I can't. I, you, uh, no. you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, well, they've done enough. But but and I don't think it's over yet. I, I'm I'm not ready to. No, no, me neither. I I think it's way too early. Somebody tweeted me today and said. Uh, you know, uh, Sidney Crosby's 31, he's old, he's played in too many games. I said, six months ago, he was the undisputed best player in the world. Now he's old? It doesn't happen that fast. Now, people clamor for a trade because that's what fans do. But I don't think a trade solves anything, and I know for sure it won't solve enough. There, that trade is not out there to be made. If it's if there's a trade out there to be made that solves it, you got to make it. But, uh, you know, as you said, uh, what trade is out there? I, I don't... I think that you have to. Uh, people don't want to hear it, but I think you have to wait. And I and I know it's getting the waiting is producing a larger gap between the playoffs and not making the playoffs. But what I I still think, without taking all the X's and O's out of it, I still think. It, and I heard the word last night, Mark. As soon as um, as soon as the post game show started, the first word out of uh, one of the first words out of Jay Caulfield's mouth was desperation. I heard Sidney Crosby say compete level two or three times, and I think I think Sullivan said energy or something. They're all the same thing, and it is all the same thing. And it's just you cannot reproduce for a game against the Carolina Hurricanes in December what you felt against the Ottawa Senators in in May or the or well, maybe you need to find a way to do that soon though. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm saying you can't. I don't think anybody should be surprised that it takes a while to, to reproduce that. And I think this is a simple, simplistic way of looking at it. But I think it might just take real desperation to create the desperation that will turn them into the team that they're supposed to be. Desperation being, hey, we don't have any time left. We've got to start winning because we're 12 points out of the playoffs. Well, what if the Penguins, between now and the deadline, stand mostly pat mm -hmm. and kind of start planning for next year? Because this roster, after a short playoff or no playoff, Get some rest. Could easily win next year, no question. No, I, I think you. I never think about waiting for next year when I, if I think I can win now. If I, if I, if I'm the general manager and I decide, 
in February, this team is just no, going nowhere. I've got injuries. I've got guys who aren't playing well. I made a couple of bad trades. I'll see you next year. That's fine to make that decision. But I don't make that decision unless to, to pack it in unless I've convinced myself 1,000% that I can't win right now. I want to win now. Well, and because, you know, they've won how many Stanley Cups? Five? In, yeah, five in, total in, in, in 50 years. Two straight and three since 2009. Yeah, yeah, they don't come along that often. The Steelers are a great, great franchise. They've won six championships in 80 years. They don't come along that often. If you have a sniff at one, you go get it. I never think about waiting. And finally, Stag, uh, well, it's a screwy time. With the Penguins, I hear, you know, when I talk about fatigue, yeah. don't make excuses. But for the Pirates, everybody makes <laughs> interminable excuses. Am I right? Yeah, the Pirates. I, you know, did they trade McCutcheon yet? No, no, nor Garrett Cole either. Uh, just get it over with, you know? And and then we'll hear about the prospects they get. They're going to make them a really good team in 2027 or 2024, maybe a little sooner. And then I'll be dead and you'll be dead and we don't have to worry about it. But just just stop. I actually can't wait for that. Oh, I can't wait for what? Are you dead? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I'm, so- I'm kind of It sounds a little better every day. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, having to, if I had to watch, if I was forced to go watch the Pirates, I would definitely be in that. I'd be right in there with you. But I don't. I can ignore them, which that, I do with it whenever possible. That's the king of old school, John Steigerwald. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. And his drink, smoked pot, figured if he showed up at rehab wrecked, it gave him a better shot at getting most improved. The X at 105.9. Last week, Liverpool paid $100 million for Virgil van Dyke from Southampton. And he has just put Liverpool in the lead the 85th minute with the header. Hey, for $100 million, you should pay dividends pretty quick. Uh, it's not time for Coors Light cold hard facts. And today, not surprisingly, after that 4 nothing debacle last night against Carolina at PPG Paints Arena... The cold hard facts concern the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they are not flattering. A fact. Every game is like pulling teeth. The Penguins are so ineffective five on five, just getting a shot takes major effort, uh, never mind a goal. Fact. The Penguins aren't too tired to play winning hockey, but they seem too tired to play at the breakneck pace they prefer. Fact. When you're playing bad, you should simplify. The Penguins will not simplify. Instead, the Penguins overcomplicate even further. Fact. Bad teams make mistakes at both blue lines. That is the Penguins' trademark now. Because they are a bad hockey team. Doesn't mean things can't turn around. Hopefully they will tonight. When the Penguins visit Brooklyn to play the New York Islanders. I want your thoughts on the Penguins. I think that's the most worthy topic of discussion. Not that I'm not overjoyed that Cam Hayward made first-team All-Pro along with Brown and DeCastro. And by the way, Lev Bell did make first-team All-Pro. He made it at the flex position, which is when I guess they kind of do that to put in an extra running back, wide receiver, whatever. But Lev Bell not only made first team at the flex position, he made second team at the running back position. So uh, that's a unique honor and a very impressive one for Le'Veon Bell. Anyway, Penguins, 
Uh, last night was 70s night at PPG Paints Arena, and that's appropriate because the Penguins played like one of their really bad teams from the 70s. Uh, they had a video with some highlights from the 70s, and it, it showed Jim Rutherford in goal making a lot of saves. And somebody asked me, why are all the highlights from the 70s defensive? And I said, because we were under siege the whole decade. And not quite. We were pretty good to mid-70s, like when we blew that series in 75 to the Islanders. That was the NHL quarterfinals. And for Pittsburgh back then, that was very rarefied air. But I, I want your thoughts on the Penguins. Uh, as I said earlier, it's no time to mince words. Right now, the Penguins stink. That doesn't mean they'll stink tonight. That doesn't mean they'll stink the rest of the season. That doesn't mean they'll miss the playoffs. It does mean that the only word you can use to describe them last night and the way they played in general recently is stink. That is an extremely accurate word, and uh, let's see how it goes this evening at Brooklyn. Uh, if the Penguins can even get a split over the weekend uh, against Brooklyn tonight and they host Boston Sunday night, if the Penguins can even get a split in that time, those two games, then they get their bye week. Uh, the NHL gives each team, I think for the Penguins, it turns out to be four days off total. So if the Penguins can win a game between now and the bye week, which starts Monday, perhaps they can use that time to regroup a bit. Although, of course, they're not practicing, nor would you want them to. You want the bye week to be used for rest as a psychological uh, restart, is what I'm hoping for. But uh, it's just... It's mind-boggling that they went from that good to this bad in that amount of time. And that Sid in particular and the Stars in general are struggling that much. But it's not just the Stars. They carry the, 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 the biggest share of the blame. But I'll give an example. Daniel Sprong comes up. He's ripping the net off the back down in the AHL, scoring like crazy. Hasn't got a goal since he's been called up. Had, had a couple chances. But, you know, whatever it is the team has been lacking, so now, too, is Daniel Sprong. It just, it never rains, but it pours. Struggles are contagious on a good team or a bad team. And it's just, it's just not going well for the Penguins. And I don't know when it will, but the sooner the better. They are still very much in the playoff race. They're not a billion points out. But like I talked about with Mike Lang yesterday, There isn't a team in the Metro besides Philadelphia that sucks. Even Carolina. Look at them last night. They got a good defensive core with those two young kids, Slavin and, and Hannafin. And that kid up front, Ajo, that got the two goals, dear God, he, he would fit right in with the way the Penguins love to play. He's tremendous. He's strong. He's fast. He has good touch. I, I, I talked to him after the game briefly in the locker room, just, you know, uh, eavesdropping on an interview, it looks like he's 10. So there are no teams that, uh, when I say fall by the wayside, like I don't think there's a team besides Philly that's going to lose like 10 in a row and just be done. I think whoever the Penguins finish ahead of, they're going to have to legitimately claw their way past. And I certainly do not think it will be easy. 412-333-9939, the number to call. Let's go to James in Indiana. James, you're on the Mark Madden Show. 
Hi, Mark. Hi, James. Hi. Um, I don't understand how people are saying that the Penguins are tired. You know, they, most of them average, how much ice time they average? About 20 minutes. Actually, most of them average a lot less than that, but they've played over 250 games since October of 2015, which is a lot more than the other teams have played. It's comparative, you know. I, I understand that, but. Like me, I have a physically demanding job where I... Oh, really? What do you do? I do logging. See, but here's the thing. If you have a bad day logging, nobody notices it. Yeah. Yeah, true. You log? Are you like a lumberjack? Yes. Are you really? Yes, I really am. That's really cool. I mean, you're a lumberjack and that's okay. Um, What do you do? Give us a typical lumberjack's day. Because I don't even know there were lumberjacks anymore, let alone in this neck of the woods. I'm excited. Can you tell? Yes, uh, we uh, you know we cut down the trees and we limb them up, and then we. Oh, what limb them up? What does that mean? Cut cut the limbs off, like you know, the small limbs. We only want the log, you know, like thirty foot of the tree. Now, where and, do you do this at? Where's your logging camp? Uh, we we, we do go over the place. We just we just finished a place up in uh, the Crescent Prison, the old Crescent Prison that that was sold. I didn't uh, know they grew exactly. trees in a... Yes! Yes, goodbye, Lumberjack. Yes! Liverpool 2, Everton 1. Everton out of the FA Cup. Yes! 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 To quote Daniel Bryan. Let's go to Thunderlips. Thunderlips, show to Mark Madden show. In the flesh, baby. I like it. I know you said it's like pulling teeth watching the pens, but it's really not. No, no, it's like pulling teeth... Playing for the Pets. Well, I'm, Everything I'm they try, Thunderlips, hear me out for a second. Am I right? Everything they try to do is just a struggle. Well, I'm, I'm a kid dentist, and pulling teeth is actually a lot easier than watching the Pens right now. i got to admit, I think the Lumberjack's cooler. <laughs> well, it is alarmingly terrible. Well, I mean, how can the Pens fix it? Can they fix it? And did you hear what I said before about all the better teams of this recent era, L.A., Chicago, and Tampa Bay, having had like one or two really bad seasons in the middle of all that glory. Maybe power and glory can help them. The Saxon song. The old, the old wrestling duo. Nah, let's stick with Saxon. You're, you're one step behind today, Thunderlips, on the cool factor. But thank you for the call. Always appreciate it. I cut down trees. I eat my lunch. I go to the lavatory. On Wednesdays, I go shopping and have buttered scones for tea. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. Going to talk to Bob McLaughlin next. Liverpool two, Everton one. Everton haven't beat Liverpool since twenty ten. Oh man, I'm I'm somebody in Merseyside say something about getting fired up. One zero five nine. Yeah, at one zero five nine. Joining me now, it's Bob McLaughlin. Brought to you by eighty four Lumber. Bob, I know you watched the Penguin game last night. What was your take? I thought it was excruciating. Uh, not only did they play bad, not only did they lose 4-0, but they were feeble and non-threatening, especially, say it with me now, Pittsburgh, 5-on-5. Five five. Actually, I take that back. Even the power play sucked. <laughs> Excruciating is a great word, Mark. I don't know if I can beat it, but depressing is right up there with, the, with it because it, it doesn't look like they're going to come out of that funk. I know they have all reason to. They've got the talent to. Um, they've done this in past years where they have a tough December and then they come flying out in January and you don't scroll, go right through the playoffs. 
But boy, you didn't see any of that last night. There was no passion. There was no effort. Uh, it was absolutely ugly. I'll stick with excruciating. I think that's perfect. Uh, again, a cliched question that we ask all the time after every loss, but what do they do to fix it? They shoot more. Mark, well, was- let me let me simplify that statement by saying they need to simplify. Y- Not yeah. just shoot more, but do everything simpler. They're they're the more they struggle, the more they tangle themselves in their own web of complication. Whether it's waiting for a pass to develop, whether it's waiting, you know, for the perfect shot, whether it's you know trying to make an unbelievably complicated pass out of their own zone and start the rush. It just looked like nothing worked last night. Everything seemed so difficult. Simplify is a great word. Uh, I don't know how they do it exactly other than just do it. I mean, Mark, there was a power play last night. I was actually up out of my chair screaming, shoot it, because they were passing and passing. And I looked, and they were 70 seconds into it and hadn't even made a move towards the net. They were looking for the perfect shot. They can't do that right now. They need to just get it on net and see what happens. I want to get a little Steeler talk in. What about uh, Cam Hayward after not making the Pro Bowl getting a much bigger honor, namely first team all pro. Yeah, absolutely. Funny how that works out, right? Um, you know, everybody's, you know, wondering why he didn't make the first one and then he comes out and he makes the second one. Uh he's, you know, couldn't be happier about it. Steeler Nation couldn't be happier about it. Um I think well deserved for Cam Hayward. You and Craig Wolfley put it best. Uh you haven't seen production from an inside guy like that with the sack numbers and how long around Pittsburgh and you know, not too long in other places in the league. And he should have been recognized first for it. Glad that he's recognized now for it. Uh, also, uh, kind of lost in the shuffle, Antonio Brown being the only unanimous first-team All-Pro pick. And that says a lot to me about his MVP chances. Well, maybe not chances, but certainly his qualifications. If you're the only guy in the entire National Football League to be the unanimous selection for first-team All-Pro, mm-hmm. that sounds pretty valuable to me, Bob. Yeah, valuable is right. In fact, look at the uh, respect he's getting in this show. You just called him Antonio and not Tony. When's the last time you did that? <laughs> Tony Brown. Right, exactly. There we go. But, no, unanimous recognition. Uh, I don't think that you could. If you were a player in this league, I don't think that there's any way you could not vote for him and what he did this year. Even missing the last couple of games, he had the, led the league in yardage. Incredible year for both him. And after a slow start, what a recovery for Ben Roethlisberger to be on the other end of that equation. You know what's weird, Bob? Getting back to the Penguins before we wrap this segment up. It's down in the mouth as I am about them, and not down on them, because I can't help but respect what they've done the last two years. You heard my uh, comparison with the Penguins now to L.A. and Chicago and Tampa Bay, all having a tough year or two mixed into their period of glory, which I think ties back to the fatigue factor, the grind. But uh, I still think they're probably 50-50 to make the playoffs, and maybe better than that. I It just seems so hard to believe this can continue. Then again, it's been this way for half a season. Yeah, I would be with you, Mark. I think that the number would actually be a little bit higher than 50-50 for their chances to make the playoffs, not because of what you saw last night, but just because of the way the team is still still built. you still got your offense. You've still got defensive talent. You know, I don't care what Twitter or everybody online last night said about Matt Murray. They pretty much unanimously blamed that game on Matt Murray, and that's insane after watching the way the Penguins played. I still think Matt Murray is your goalie. Uh, He's good enough to get you into the playoffs and through to the Stanley Cup. He's proven that twice already. 
And maybe it is just these guys need a week off. They need a week away, and then they come back, and then they make their run. We've seen it before. It's totally not out of the cards for this Penguins team. Coming up next, what do I have up next? I'm very disorganized. I, I know, Bob. I was, it was a, I was filling in my own blanks. Up next, we talk about that ESPN article and about the funniest thing in it. The ESPN article that was supposed to blow the Patriots apart and get everybody mad at each other, make the play, make the Patriots destruct, self-destruct. That's not going to happen. But there was one thing in it that's incredibly funny. I'll tell you what that is. Then after that, the football picks with uh, what's his name, one hundred five ninety X.